Hey guys, welcome to the Columbia View Church podcast. We're excited to share God's word with you. If you'd like to get more connected here at Columbia View Church, please visit our website at www.columbiaview.org. Our Sunday morning worship time is 10 a.m. We are meeting on site now and following the social distancing guidelines put forth by our state. And we love the opportunity to, to meet you in person, and we hope that you are blessed by this word today. What an awesome, awesome time to worship him today. He's been very real to me this morning, and I am grateful for what he's done. And I'm grateful that you can be here to be a part of this with us. Amen. Amen. I'm in Ephesians chapter 6 today, and um, like to share with us, we've been preaching through some different um, top, a topic of identity in Christ. What is my identity? We have several here who are new believers, and it's such an honor to walk with you in your new walk. And um, Tyranny, your song really spoke to a new identity, to, to leaving where I am and going to this new place. And so we do that in our hearts and our spirits as we follow God. Amen. And in a lot of ways, we reach out to him, and he forgives our sin, and we become a new creation, and we don't even know what that means yet. <laughs> kind of like when I... Um, asked my dear wife to marry me. I had no idea what that meant. I'm so glad she said yes. And um, that reminds me, she's been gone. I need to get the bathroom clean before she gets home. (laughs) Identity. My identity changed when I married my dear wife. My identity changed when I came to Christ. I've really enjoyed this series, and there may be one or two more, but we become something different. We become someone different. Our life has changed because of the Holy Spirit. And this identity I want to talk about today is uh, as believers, as followers of Christ, we are people who stand. We have a place to stand. He gives us the truth. He gives us the word. Throughout the scripture, we hear about how the word was delivered, how it was given, how it's true, how it's forever, how it will never change. And uh, our identity is to stand with Christ, to stand with the truth, to stand with the word. And uh, that concept of stand is an interesting thing. We all want to stand, right? I'm going to pick on Becky. She even brings her walker. Why does she bring her walker? So she can stand better, right? gives her stability to stand. There's something so, so, so important about standing. One of the hard things about when people come to the end of their life is when they can't, many of them can't get up anymore. And we know they're, they're not gonna get up again. Amen? My dad had Lou Gehrig's disease, and I've shared some of this with you, but at the end of his life, sometimes you can live for years with only your diaphragm working, all right? That's hard, doesn't happen very often, but that was a potential for him at the end of his life. And uh, please don't be offended by my words, but he just prayed to God every day, please let me go before someone else has to wipe my butt. He just wanted to be able to stand and to take care of himself, amen? That's what most of us want, right? How many of you want to lay down and let someone else just do it all? 
our heart cries out. Many of us know someone who's handicapped or has a disease and they, they have to let someone do all those things for them. And so this word in here that I'm going to look at, that our identity is to stand, goes much deeper than my ability to get vertical. I've been in some bad situations with leg infections, one 20 years ago and one a few weeks ago, and then with a bad ski wreck where I was in the hospital for a time. And I'm um, in and out of coma and lots and lots of broken, broken bones. And uh, you would not believe how good it feels to stand up again. Amen? I'm not going to say it felt good because it hurt so bad. But I was standing up. Had a couple of nurses in the Spokane Deaconess Hospital that were bigger than I was men nurses that were bigger than I was. And they'd come in and say, it's time for walk. And one of them would literally get a hold of my, my right side was broken so bad, all my ribs and collarbone, my shoulder blade was broken in two places. They had to go in and do reconstructive surgery into my chest. And so I was having to get up and go. And I, it, it, it uh, totally destroyed my lung. My lung I thought would never get back and it came back, praise the Lord for that. In fact, when they went in and reconstructed my chest, the doctor said, do you want us to remove the lung or leave it there? So why, why wouldn't you leave it? Well, it's, it's destroyed. Is there any chance it'll come back? Nah, a little, leave it there. Now I have a lung and I wanna thank God for that. That wasn't my doing or the doc's doing, it was God's doing and it works, but I wanted to stand so bad and they wanted me to stand quickly and that one guy would get me by the arm under my left arm here and he just, I'd get, they'd twist me around and set me up and then he would, he would just horse me up and get me standing. Then the other guy would walk by my right side and all of this was broken, right? So there wasn't any grabbing me by this arm thing, but he would, his shoulder would be right against my shoulder here and he would just keep kicking my foot because I couldn't get my leg to work. And he'd walk along and nudge my foot, nudge my foot, nudge my foot. And that's how I got to stand the first time after my ski wreck. And then there was a day when they said I could walk with a walker by myself. <laughs> how far can I walk to the nurse's station and back? Okay. Can I do it whenever I want? Yes. So like the 15th time I came to the nurse's station that day, maybe it was three or four days, my time gets mixed up. <laughs> I don't know if I was that tough. One of the nurses said, you don't have to walk that much. And I said, is, is walking my ticket out of here? Yep. No offense, but I'm going to be walking. <laughs> Amen? Amen? We have something in us that says you got to get up. You got you to gotta get on your feet. I used to hunt a lot, and I, I shot a five-by-five five bull elk one time, and when we butchered it, we did all our own butchering, but when we butchered it, his back leg, at the, the up here, the femur on his right rear leg had been completely broken off, pushed past itself about four inches, and then totally healed. The bones were all round and smooth around that. That critter at some point in his life really wanted to stand. Right? And he lived because of it. If he wouldn't have got on his feet, one broken completely off, one leg completely broken off, 
If he wouldn't have got on his feet, he'd not, he wouldn't have lived. That's the kind of stand that I'm talking about here. I don't want to just, um, just make it sound like a, a simple thing. My wife has something cute that she's said the last few years. She's, she's 60 and, she's, and I'm 59. And, and she'll say, you know, we both walk like young people. If, if you can ignore the first two or three steps after we get up. That's a fair thing, isn't it? Our identity in Christ is to stand. Amen? Little babies learning to walk. It's so fun. Some kids are scooting themselves around and they get do pretty fast and you're just thinking they're never going to want to walk. And then one day after it's been way too long, they get up and walk. In fact, if a child doesn't walk by a certain age, the parents, the grandparents, everybody around, and then the doctors begin to get involved because this child needs to stand. Amen? Let me read uh, Ephesians 6, starting with verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For your struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you've done everything to stand, then do what? Stand firm. Wow, I'm going to stop there a little bit. We live in a hard world to stand in. We have all kinds of forces that will try to knock us down and drag us down, destroy us in the spiritual realm. And we've been clearly instructed in that realm to do what? To stand. I'm going to pick on childhood movies a little bit, and I don't even have titles in my head. Um, I used to tell the boys, one of the, they're always like, Dad, why don't you ever like a movie? And I don't like most movies because, go with me here, I like cartoons and I like movies that are really movies. Now let me, now go with me here. Just got to understand my perspective. I don't like it when you think you're watching a movie and then it turns into a cartoon. Like a guy jumps off a 20-story building and lands on something and keeps going. (laughs) Right? Like the Born Identity, that whole series, it's like, this is a cartoon, right? I don't like it. Now, I don't mind if you tell me ahead of time, let's watch the Born Identity, right? I hope I maybe watched it or not. It's this guy that just never dies. <laughs> right, the whole world's trying to kill him, and he never, they, none of them, none of these amazing professionals can ever hit him, but, they, but he just keeps going, okay? If you, if you tell me ahead of time, this, this is a cartoon, you know, and my boys will do that now. Let's watch this movie. Dad, I'm like, is it a cartoon? They'll be like, under your definitions, it's a cartoon. Okay, then I can watch it. But don't get me halfway through this movie and then go, oh, man, this is just going to be a cartoon. I don't like that because men, men can't stand. There's nothing whatsoever real about that. If I watch the Spider-Man movie and it's the real people, I already understand that this is a cartoon, right? And it's fun. I watched so many movies that I thought were going to be real and they're not. Well, that's what 
Hollywood does, right? And they're good at it, and that's okay. But I'm talking about a real world here that can knock you down, and it's serious. Our enemy plays for keeps. He doesn't want to give you an owie. He wants to take you to hell. And there's a vast difference between that. And not only does he want to take me to hell or you to hell, he wants to take everybody that you have influence over with you too. That's his soul. The devil has one purpose. He knows his days are limited. He knows his power is going to end. And his, his whole purpose is to take as many people to hell forever as possible. And so the writer here says, as one who's filled with this incredible power of the Holy Spirit, we have an identity that stands in the midst of all of that that's going on around us. All of the hatred, all the evil, all the addiction, all the pain, all the hurt, all the personal injuries, all the abuse, all of the lies. Our identity as men and women of God is to what? Stand. And when we've done everything we can to stand, what are we supposed to do then? Stand. And we're at the end of that rope. What are we supposed to do? Stand. Talked about my dad. My dad, uh, God answered his prayer. It was actually pretty early on, and everything else was going well in his body. And he was having trouble walking. We had one of those straps they put around you, you know, a heavy strap. And, and I could um, grab him by the chest on that strap and help him get up. He never let me help me get up, help him get up unless he'd already tried like six times and kept falling in. He could, he'd try to jump and he'd fall back. And so on this particular evening, I actually got a hold of his, his strap and just, you know, how much do you have to tug a guy that's lost most of his weight and is trying himself? And so I give him a tug and he had to go to the bathroom. So I took him in there and um, held onto the strap on the back. And when he got done, he said, I'm, I'm really tired. So he went to bed, was laid down on the bed with his clothes on about 1030 at night, and he didn't ever wake up. He was gone. To that next afternoon, he took his last breath, but that was the last conversation he had with anybody. God gave him that, answered that prayer. My dad stood until he went home. I'm not thinking God's not obligated to do that for all of us, but we were honored that, and blessed by God that day on a hard day. It was an answer to prayer. Back to the spiritual realm. God says your identity, not my will, not my wish, not I hope I can, but you got to stand. I want to go back to my movies. There's so many childhood movies that look that look um, real, but they're not. I'm going to go to the childhood sports movies. You got these, and I'm going to, I use opposites always, but you got these little kids that are on a sports team that don't really work out. They don't really work to be a team. They make fun of the coach. And then they have to come up against this team. And on the movie, they're always like, like every kid on the other team's like four years older. And, um, and so there's all this stuff going on internally on this team that has nothing to do with them training to be good athletes to win the sport. 
until they have this great moment where they're like, oh, we're sorry, we're going to do better. And they all come together just before the big game against the big team that's all five years older than they are. And then they just stomp on that big team, right? There's several children's sports movies out like that. And I watched them with my boys and I was like, what, what are we trying to teach our children? You don't have to discipline. You don't have to work hard. You don't have to be strong. You can go out and goof off and, and go do all the stuff that the coach tells you not to do. And the last minute, you can come together and just stomp on the big team. Now, think about the children's sports movies, and just about every one of them teaches you that. Right? You see a little guy running down a field with a football that can't even really run, and, and he's just mowing over guys that are this much bigger than he is, right? That doesn't happen on a football field in, in eighth grade, right? It just doesn't happen. Because my kids were the big guy that didn't ever get mowed over. And I know that little guy isn't going to just, because of whatever, going to run over my son when they were in eighth grade because my son would just be like, you're down. I know that's not real, but we watch it. Oh, yeah, I love that. What did you love about it? It's all a lie. Is that fair? I mean, I just, I just want to be fair here. So Paul says, you have an identity to stand. And he says, and the other team is for real. Now, this is where I'm going to, I haven't even looked, you know what, I'm just going to put these away. Because this is what he says. You can't just say, okay, God, I love you. Give me five. I'm going to go destroy the enemy and I'm going to stand. He says, you got to be prepared. It's real. It's life and death. It's forever battle. You got an addiction? You can't just keep doing the addiction. Hey, God, I love you. I'm going to stand. If you're stoned out of your guard, you are not going to stand. If you're going to keep doing your sin and you're going to keep ignoring God and you're going to keep walking away from God, you are not going to stand. That's why he wrote this. We have an enemy that will take you out. I'm going to read the whole thing. I cut off early on purpose, but I'm going to go back. If you've done all to stand, then stand. Stand firm, then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, the breastplate of righteousness in place. Fit your feet with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, Take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish the flaming arrows of the evil one. There are flaming arrows. They're designed to kill you. They're coming from the evil ones. If you do not have the shield of faith, they will kill you. That's what it says, right? Math. You got to take up this shield to distinguish these arrows. Okay, I don't have the shield. Okay, you're dead. Isn't that what it says? If you don't have it, I mean, there's a lot of implied truth here that isn't a childhood cartoon movie where you always win just because you want to real bad. Think about it. And pray, let's see, the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all your saints. Pray for me also. All right, I could spend a bunch more time. I'm not going to do it. 
maybe I should do that next Sunday. Um, the workout, the intensity, the preparation it takes to stand. Right? You can't just do it just because you want to. The Holy Spirit empowers us with his spirit. And then he says, use your head. This is a real fight. You better be ready. So it says to put on the full armor of God. And then when you've done that, stand. And when you've done everything to stand, stand. Now, I like to use opposites because this is the truth here. So then it, I would like to say, I submit to you, and I'm going to close with this idea. Don't put on the armor of God. And you cannot stand. You can't just stand because the pastor said, yeah, go stand. All right, we're going to do it. That doesn't do it. He's very clear that it takes specific preparation for me to stand. Amen? So I want to go through that. I want to challenge us. If you're not a part of, of a lifestyle, a plan, a decision to, to put on the full armor of God, to walk in the shoes of peace, to, to have the helmet of truth, to have the, the sword of the word of God, to have the breastplate of righteousness, to have the shield of faith, and I'm not pulling them all out of my head. They're there. If you're not in a position to be working that direction, I submit to you that you will not stand because the enemy's real and he wants to take you out. And, he, and he's playing for keeps. And moms and dads, he's playing for keeps for your kids. And if he can use me to take them out, he's gonna be like, <laughs> And I'm going to find myself destroyed, not standing. Why? Because I knew I was supposed to have the armor of God, and I didn't. Amen? I would like to run again. I'd like to run long-distance races again. I've always wanted to run since I got uh, a medal at a um, district track meet when I was 17 years old. I really want to do that. I really want to do it. I dream about doing it. Do you think I'm telling the truth? You can just look at me and tell that I switched to motorcycles a long time ago. Right? That's, what, that's the talk Christians have. I want to serve God. I want to do what God wants to do. I want to be everything. I want to stand firm. And then they go out and they're eating garbage. I didn't get this way just eating garbage, but it had plenty of it. Do you see my point? As Christians, we can't just rally together and say, okay, let's stand. No, we got to go to work. And it has to do with putting on the whole armor of God so that I can stand. And when I've done everything I can to stand in that situation, working myself to honor God in every area, at that point when it's the end of the rope and I've done everything to stand, it says, then stand. And you're going to do it. And God will be honored. And the enemy will be beaten. And so I would just close with these words today. Let's put on the full armor of God. 
and let's stand. Your identity as a godly person is to stand. Some of you are like, I don't even know what to do. Put on the armor and stand. Every beast that ever lived wants to stand. You can, you can mash an ant and he tries to keep standing, right? It it's, goes as low and as high as all of creation, and that's the command that Paul has given us when we've done everything to stand. Put on the armor of God, and let's stand. Amen? Let me pray. We love you, God, and we thank you for this day. May your name be honored. May we do more than talk about standing, but God, may we prepare to stand so that when all of the all of the forces of evil come against us in our home, in our life, in our marriage, in our relationships, in our work. May we at that point just look with our eyes firmly fixed on you and then stand because that's who we are. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. We claim that power. We accept that power. May your name be honored. Amen. 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 Hey, thanks for joining us. Our passion is to know and share God's heart, and we're so glad that we we're able to do that with you today. If you'd like to visit us in person, please visit our website at www.columbiaview.org for directions. We'll see you next week.